Welcome to the eighth episode of Mages and Murder Dads. I'm Cameron. And I'm Danny. And that's it. The end. Yeah. <laughs> good episode. Yeah. Really good one. I think it's this really is, good. Uh, this is how we get to episode 500. Yeah. strategy right here. Mm-hmm. You, look, you can't... You, you got so much content. Mm-hmm. But there's only so much content. You know what I mean? That's true. You have we would bad... have to uh, approach this game in a radically different way in order to get to our target episode of 500 before we move on to uh, Dragon Spear. It's true. So. Well, no, we're going to do... Well, we'll talk about that at the end. But mm-hmm. uh, I did a poll on Twitter mm-hmm. about Siege of Dragon Spear. I think it's uh, pretty clear what we should do. But... Okay. Anyway, this is the only, probably only, podcast dedicated to... The Baldur's Gate franchise. We are currently playing Baldur's Gate 1. We're in Chapter 4? Chapter 5? At, at the beginning of this episode? At the beginning of this episode. Yeah. So I think we're in we're in 5 at the beginning. Okay. Or maybe 4. 4. I think we're in there. 4. In yeah. any case, so we've made it we made it pretty far. Mhm. Do you, how have you enjoyed the game so far? It's a it's a fun little game. I think it's aged very well. I I agree. I think it's, uh, I'm actually very shocked. Uh, if you haven't listened to the previous episodes, uh, you should go do that because we are playing through the game in order. We're not picking chapters willy-nilly. We're not picking quests from the end of the game and playing them at the start. So you I should, don't even think you can do that. Uh, it's probably illegal. <laughs> Wizards don't like it. No. So you should go back and, and start from the beginning. Other little stuff here at the top. What you see on the screen... It's not necessarily what we're doing, that we try to, you know, correlate those two things, but I'm the only one recording video, and, uh, I, you know, sometimes we talk too long, sometimes we don't talk enough. It, it weirds out, so I try to show you the images that we can, but this is predominantly an audio experience, I would say. Yeah. Other stuff. Hit the like button. Hit the subscribe button. Go to the description. Follow me on Twitter. And uh, you know what? If you really like this, uh, support us on Patreon. Throw a couple dollars our way. It helps to support the show. Danny's destitute. Sure. Um, and also, if you get get Councilman to, what is it, three hundred? Eight hundred thousand dollars. Eight hundred thousand uh, dollars per month on Patreon. Uh, I'll start a Twitter, and then you can follow me on Twitter too. It's if true. You wanted to do that? You well, if you wanted to do that, that's like I'll, several layers of wanting to do. Mm-hmm. It's like donating money. That's a want to do situation. Mm-hmm. And then the and then I would be obligated. Like it wouldn't be a want to if this if we were actually doing this. And then I would start a Twitter. And then if you wanted to do that, you could follow. So, dang. By the time you get through all those filters, there's like there's one human doing that. Mm-hmm. But you know what? That's a very wealthy human, probably. It's a very wealthy human, and we really appreciate we, we, that human's hypothetical existence. We will retire and uh, play Baldur's Gate mm-hmm. all day long. Professionally. Yeah. So, we got a lot of content to get to today. We did a lot of stuff yeah. for this episode. But you know what? We like to have a little question here at the top. Oh, yeah, that's good. I'd like to have a little idea. This one is suggested by a listener slash watcher. 
a videolostener, as that's the technical term. Mm-hmm. And that question is, what is the best tavern beverage in the Sword Coast? Hmm. Mm-hmm. Sword Coast is where Baldur's Gate takes place, of course. It's kind of yeah. the, the regional map. Mm-hmm. It's south of Icewind Dale. Mm-hmm. North of Om. North of Om. Way north of uh, that jungle continent that you teleport to in the sequel. What? I think you get teleported to a jungle continent at some point in Baldur's Gate 2. Okay, well, we'll figure that out when we get there. Sure. But anyway, we're not talking about a jungle continent that may or may not exist in my mind. We're talking about the Sword Coast and what the best beverage is. And I've got an idea as to what this is. Oh, well, go. Tell me. Sure. So, I mean, I imagine that what this question's referring to is sometimes you roll into a bar and you, you can hit the rumors button mm-hmm. and you can choose to spend money on a beverage and there's like a percentage chance that you get a little rumor or maybe a quest start or just an entry in your journal based on what the bartender says you tells you. And generally it's like more expensive drinks will will trigger uh, little entries quicker. Mm-hmm. But there's a I think that there's a little so to the west of the Nashkel mines, there's a there's a little zone like down in the down in the southwest of the map that has it's one of those empty zones that has nothing in it and there's a single shack in there and there's a bar and it's not an inn it's only a bar and you can go in and you can order like Elminster's fiery wine mhm and if you if you pay i think it's like 637 gold for Elminster's fiery wine you you get basically a permanent plus 1 to your perception checks Dang, mm-hmm. that's that's like pretty. So this is like pure utilitarian, best tavern beverage. Well, yeah, that's that. I mean, maybe that's where my mind goes. You know what what my character and play style in this game is about. Mm-hmm. So that's where my mind went. Efficient smashing. Yeah. Well, I think the the best tavern beverage. Uh, so they're in the south of Baldur's Gate, like in the if there's the three by three grid, it's mm-hmm. the middle at the bottom. Mm-hmm. There's like a warehouse you can go into, and you go into the warehouse, and it's like one of those little comedy beats, you know, like these little comedy characters. Mm-hmm. And this guy comes out and he says, uh, he's like, "I'm tired of doing my job. I don't like doing my job." Let's be real; that's a really good impression of what NPCs sound like in this game. Sure, like a, let's take a, a good half of them. Yeah, let's take a moment to appreciate my impression. He says, "I don't like doing my job." And so you have to, you can say, oh, well, you should do your job. Everybody's supposed to do their job. And he just kind of wanders away or whatever. But his job is just guarding all of this, uh, all of these like crates that are full of like, a, looks like little vials, like little potions. And if you look at them, they just say sewer drink on hmm. them. Yeah. And if you drink them, you're poisoned. Hmm. That's my favorite tavern beverage. They are definitely alcoholic in the little description thing. That's why I count them as a tavern beverage. But yeah, wow. sewer drink. Sewer drink I'm is my favorite. This. Okay. It's on the wiki. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'll trust you. But that's it. I think that's the best. I think that's that answers the question really well. That's probably mm-hmm. the most like coherent and cohesive and game-based answer we have ever provided to one of these questions. Yeah, I would definitely say so. Well, so. 
congrats to us. Yeah. So in the last episode, we talked about how you killed everyone in the Iron Throne. Yeah. Uh, extrajudicially uh, and without consulting them. A, I don't know if there is a formal judiciary in Baldur's Gate. There Day. absolutely is, because you can be sentenced to the death penalty, which we will talk about in a little while. And B, if there if there is one, I do not recognize it. <laughs> so you're, you're like a warlord, basically. And you just don't, like, the ICC does not exist for you. Well, come at me, bro. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Okay, so... I think, like, at this point, I think it's safe to say I've been locked at the level cap for a, quite a while in this game. Mm-hmm. And just nothing one-on-one, there is not a thing that can take me. Not even so, a wizard? Not even a wizard. Not, not, like, not, the, not the even berserker, a wizard. The berserker rage, like, negates, like, half the bad shit they could do, and the spider's bane sword negates, like, a good other quarter. Oh, because it keeps you from being held. Yeah. Hmm. So you've really, like, figured out, like, the... You've broken the world, basically. Just real strong. Like, across, across Faerun, there are people who are telling tales of Balthazar, <laughs> the half-orc barbarian, who's running around committing murder, and sometimes good things. Mm-hmm. Kind of willy-nilly. Mm-hmm. I think that's really interesting. I think that's really going to pay off in the broad story of this game. Yeah, you know, I'm not doing this willy-nilly. There's a method to the madness. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, it seems mm-hmm. right. Okay, so we know from the last episode that you, you killed all those people, but how mm-hmm. did you do it? Because I also infiltrated the Iron Throne mm-hmm. this episode. So tell yeah. me about it. Tell me about it, what that looked like for you. Well, uh, the Iron Throne's like several levels. I don't, I don't, I don't want to make up a level, but it feels like four, maybe. I think it's five. Vertically, like four counting, or five. Counting the, the bottom floor. Counting the bottom floor. There you go. So bottom floor's got nothing in it, just a few people that talk, and a fellow comes up to you, and he says, Hey, um, what are you guys doing here? And there's a dialogue option where you can say, I am here to kill everyone in the Iron Throne. Mm-hmm. And I just say that, okay. and I kill that guy. No no lying. No. There's, there's no. I'm not a... Look, I'm chaotic neutral, but I'm not a liar. <laughs> I don't think I've lied yet in this playthrough. There's no reason to. Yeah, not when you're the most powerful being in the, uh, on the Sword Coast. Mm-hmm. Um, I go up a level. There's some archers. There's some other guys. They may initiate dialogue, and you can just say... Well, <laughs> sorry, buddy. Mm-hmm. Um, they attack you. You go up another level, and I think eventually you get to like a little a bar area. No, you get to like a a large um, like dining hall type place. Mm-hmm. There's um, a Silver Sun emissary there, I believe. That's the that's the co- trading coster, right? That we liberated earlier. Seven right? Suns. Seven Suns. There you go. And uh, and you can I like that you just said liberated. Yeah, we you liberated killed every from person there. All the doppelgangers are not people; they <laughs> pretend to be people. Okay, uh, they are humanoids. They're humanoids, but that don't make, make, make them people. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> um, and uh, that person says, "Oh, I'm not sure what I'm doing here." And you can kind of like do several things in that dialogue tree. You can be like, hey, don't go up there. I think there's they're up to no good. 
here at the Iron Throne, and you can try to like get information somehow. And it, through this entire experience, I felt like there must be like some kind of quest you can do here. <laughs> because I came here unprompted, so I was like, so I was getting these like breadcrumbs of like actual gameplay narrative mechanics, mm-hmm. and I was just ignoring them. I just told I told this person, um, yeah, I've, I'm sorry, I'm on business right now, and uh, go up another level. There's like a bartender. There's there's like a, a library in the in the bottom half, and finally you get up to the fifth level, I suppose. And the moment you climb the stairs, there's two staircases that go through the entire building, right? Mm-hmm. An east and west staircase. And the second you go up there, there are five or six uh, very powerful uh, people up there. Mm-hmm. And this is probably one of the toughest fights in the game. And I remember doing this my first or second playthrough. And it's obscenely difficult because you've got like a cleric that's heavily armored that's casting things you've got two mages that are mirror imaged and they're like really ruining your stuff with acid arrow and other powerful things and you've also got just a, an obscenely powerful fighter character that is heavily armored very difficult to hit hits very hard so i immediately go back downstairs go across to the other staircase and go up okay and then um, I go back down two, over, and then back up three. Okay. So I have lost like three of those characters in an intermediary level. Like they've followed me <laughs> and I've lost them. And then I go back up, kill the two mages. Uh-huh. Go down a level. And I basically just do stair- stairway stuff um, and kill them one or two at a time. Well, I mean, I guess that is a solution. That's yeah, it's pretty much an optimal solution. So like let if me. You don't want to. Oh no, I have a much a better optimal solution for you. Mm-hmm. This is objectively better. Mm-hmm. Sorry. So what I did, I uh, I go the the Iron Throne, and I like I was told to infiltrate the Iron Throne. I think even the quest is called that. Mm-hmm. And so I took that seriously. I have infiltrated the Iron Throne. I've abandoned my quest. I've become a lackey for the Iron Throne. I'm running around. I'm going into the woods. I'm waylaying travelers. Like I was waylaid myself. It's become, the game is a real slog. At the, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding about all that. <laughs> but I do if go you can't in. beat them, join them. Exactly. Well, no, join them and then beat them like later, some mm-hmm. other time. Mm-hmm. No, so I go to, um, I go in the first floor and I like, Instead of fighting that guy, I give him some money. Okay. And I go up to the second floor, and I'm finding out what the dude's up to. And he's, like, talking to me, and he's telling me that he's afraid of doppelgangers. And I say, hey, buddy, I'm also afraid of doppelgangers. And he says, good, and he leaves me alone. Mm -hmm. I go up to the next floor, and I talk to that same emissary. And they're not from from Seven Sons. She is from... Simba. No. No? Okay. Nope. Uh, she is from... No, you can tell a bunch of people you're from Symbia, which is where oh, the Iron right. Throne is based. Gotcha. Uh, no, she is from the Ducal Palace or whatever. She's from okay. the, the Archdukes of Baldur's Gate, hmm. who, who are trying to set up a contract for iron with the Iron Throne mm-hmm. to replace the stuff that was not coming from Nashkel. So that's what she's all about. 
and I tried to send her away, and she just went upstairs anyway. Another guy talks to me, and he's looking for some other people, and I didn't know what to do with that. So, like, each one of these people, it's not so much that there's a quest, because I thought the same thing, and then I went and, like, Googled it after I reloaded this section a million times, trying to, like, making sure I didn't fight anybody all the way up. Mm-hmm. And so I, like, Googled it to make sure there wasn't a quest I was missing. Uh, and there, there isn't. It's just that each one of these nodes gives you more information. So you go up to the next level where there's a little tavern. Mm-hmm. And there's a guy there that straight up tells you the whole plot of the game. Okay. He's like, ah, yes, as you know, as an Iron Throne member. Uh, oh, no, you can pretend to be the woman who was one floor below you, the emissary. The Ducal Emissary. Yeah, and she and this little guy, his name is Destus Gurn, gives mm-hmm. you the agenda for the meeting. Ooh. Yeah, so it just tells you everything that's happening. He explains this, like, iron contract. It's all the things that we've talked about so far in these episodes. Mm-hmm. So you go up to the next floor, and I'm, like, prepared with the most amount of information you can have possible, because I do not want to fight these people. Mm-hmm. And there is no way to avoid it. Damn. Like, you just take every dialogue option. If there is some way, I could not figure it out. And I reloaded this several times. And I tried to do the fight a bunch of times, and I just straight up could not. So, I know that there's one dialogue option where you pretend to be the emissary. The emissary is already there. Uh, If you look in the little thing, the emissary is there. And it's a doppelganger that they have turned to look like the emissary. So, they've already assimilated her. So, So, they know that you can't be the emissary. The emissary goes up, though. Presumably. It's, it is unclear, and the lines of coral or causation don't make a lot of sense. Um, but one thing I thought about when I saw that dead emissary in that side room mm-hmm. was, I wonder if it's possible to, like, kill the emissary on a lower floor to keep her from going up. Hmm. And then you could claim to be the emissary. I don't know. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good question. I guess I have a save. I'll try it before next episode. Mm-hmm. Because I have a save for the end of every one of these episodes. Mm-hmm. So I can just go test it really quickly. Mm-hmm. Cool. Because I saved right before that. I don't know. Anyway, so I go up there. I try it so many times. I can never do it. And so the last time, I just initiated the fight and then ran out of the building. Mm-hmm. And if you leave the building, there's this person out there. And they say, hey, you might want to talk to Scar. And if you can't talk to Scar, you should go talk to the other guy, Duke Elton. Mm-hmm. So I went and did that. And somehow the next part of the plot auto-filled. Like, I'm not sure if maybe the Destus Gurn guy tells you enough information for you to infer, like, what's happening. But Well, I, got, I know I got the next plot piece because I killed those people mm-hmm. and I opened a chest and there was plot information in there. There were, like, letters on one of the corpses or something. Yeah, I did not, because, you know, that's how, that's how every kind of plot movement has happened so far in these games or in this game. Mm-hmm. And uh, no, I just went to Duke Elton and I was like, hey, I've, the Iron Throne is like chock full of doppelgangers. And he said, oh, that's that's interesting. Do you want to go to Candlekeep now? He said, here's an expensive book. And then I went to Candlekeep. So I just didn't do the fight. There you go. Mm-hmm. I wonder if that's a quality of life improvement in the Enhanced Edition that you don't have to do that fight. I don't know. Maybe it's always been this way. Maybe you could always skip this fight by talking to every NPC in the, in the Iron Throne and just getting the information. Yeah, because that's what they tell you to do, right? Is to infiltrate and get information. Yeah, they don't kill you. They don't tell you kill the upper echelon 
Yeah. Like the executive board, basically. Yeah, so that might that might come back and bite me. I don't mm-hmm. know. Could be at the end. Well, let's I mean we're I feel like at the end of this episode we're getting we're getting to point Z no matter what happens, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I, I agree. Stuff. But yeah. I wonder if it changes like the composition of the final boss fight or something. We'll see. You know? So uh right after that, I had a dream. Do you, mm-hmm. have, do you have a dream? I did, but it was uh I played a little bit earlier, um I went through this part a bit earlier than you did, so I can't remember. All I remember is it's about it's it's a lot of like about the blame on who was responsible for Gorion's death. Yeah, it is straight up just like a factual memory. Mm-hmm. It's like when you were a child, Gorion took you to Candlekeep, and Candlekeep said that Gorion that you would be the death of Gorion. The end. Oh no, I remember you were like wandering the halls and you heard an argument behind a door. Yeah, something like that. Mm-hmm. Like there were these other kind of scholars who were like berating Gorion for even bringing you there. Mm-hmm. 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 Anyway, but that's it. It's. I thought that was an interesting just kind of like straight up just here's some plot. Like no more interesting writing. No more about your like alignment in your heart. Here's mm-hmm. just some content. Yeah, this is a thing that actually happened and not anything you'd have to speculate about. Yeah, so what we learned in this little section, I guess, or what, what I learned from Duke Elton, it's very unclear, but that uh, Real, Realitar mm-hmm. has gone to Candlekeep to do blank. Like I don't, and the blank there is not me. I'm not being silly. I have no idea why they went to Candlekeep. All I know is that it's from after I killed. I know Railtar's there, but I also know more importantly that Saravok mm-hmm. is at Candlekeep. Yes, because mm-hmm. he is Realtar's son. They, sure, I mean they go everywhere together. Mm-hmm. They're mm-hmm. best friends. But yeah, I don't know why we went there. I just know I went there because Saravok was there, and I'm after him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, but, you know, we've had, a, like, a clear chain of why we would go to places so far in this game. And I just, other than, like, Saravok is there, and so you need to go find that guy. Seems like a kind of a weak link. Maybe. So what'd you do in Candlekeep? So Candlekeep was a little messy for me. Because I did it once, and I didn't like the way it ended up, and I thought I had a choice, so I reloaded and tried to do it differently, and then it just steamrolled me to the same destination. Mm. But in that process, some things didn't happen that probably maybe should have. Um, for example, a fellow tries to give you a ring. Mm-hmm. Like, and that happened for you, right? His name is Covaris. Covaris um, tries to give you a ring, and that happened to me on the first playthrough. Yep. On the second playthrough... I run up the stairs really fast, and Covaris doesn't ever initiate dialogue with me. Okay. Um, so, a little weird. I went up to the top, and I saw Rielitar, and they taunt me a little bit. And they say, hey, we know who you are. Boy, when we see you out of here, we're, we're really going really to hurt you. Okay. And I say... Hey, nothing between us but air and opportunity. Let's go right here, right now. Dang. And I and I kill them. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's all of the Iron Throne-like management, basically. 
Well, yeah. I mean, at this point, I have killed everyone but Saravok. Yeah. Period. Like, I have killed the the executive board over at the headquarters in Baldur's Gate, mm-hmm. and I have killed um, upper management. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, CEO, CEO, the CFO. The CEO. The CTO. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, like, the HR rep. Oh, dang. <laughs> yeah. You need them for the transition to the new board. <laughs> Yeah, you there is the no transition. Rep. This organization is done in my, in my mind. Who's going to sign the documents? So, um, that who's the notary t- now? <laughs> this is a little. It's a tough little fight because I have to like pull them out uh, one by one. Mm-hmm. But uh, but it's totally manageable. So I do that, and I look at stuff. And this is around the point in the game I think where I realize I'm just not getting experience. So I like once I realize I'm not getting experience and um, and that there's not un- unless it's loot i don't have any material benefits in in killing things my my mindset shifts for this game because until this time i've been doing my best to murder every single enemy in every zone so i head back down the stairs and i find a scroll like a, a little a fellow um approaches me and says hey uh Gorion left some stuff for you in his room mm-hmm very unceremoniously. And then you have to look for the room, which there are like six on this level. Yeah, that was course, super the last, the last one I look in is yep. the room. And all it is is a note. This note is the funniest thing I've ever seen in a game. <laughs> I like is... when I had totally forgotten about this, and I legitimately laughed out loud when I <laughs> yeah. read it. So what this note is, is the big... Reveal. Reveal. This note, you get a big reveal by opening an unlocked chest and reading a note. Reading a like it's just some text. There's and like there's no preamble to it either. And it doesn't cut to a little cutscene with like one of those cool little pictures. Nope. And scrolling text and voiceover. It is you are reading this note in the game. Yep. At your own leisure. You could yeah. theoretically not read it. Oh, I. It's entirely possible to not read this note. So what did the note say? I am the child of the god of murder. The god of murder, mm-hmm. Baal, Baal mm-hmm. um, during the time of troubles, which was a time when Ao, the, the big head honcho kind of titan deity, sent all the, um, all the gods um, dirt back to Earth, back to Faerun, um, to, you know mull about what it's like to be immortal. Mm-hmm. And during that time, you know, some gods died. Some gods, um, you know, some pe- mortals uh, were raised to godhood. And Baal, I think, uh, I think that, like, and we'll get into this in the lore episode, foresaw his own death, so he decided to um, have as many mortal spawn as possible. Um to like give himself some longevity or whatnot, mm-hmm. and so if you listened at the very mm-hmm. beginning of the game, yep, to the sayings of the wise Alondo, yep, he just tells you all that in a fun little song. In the first two minutes of the game, first two minutes of the game tells you the whole yeah. plot. Mm-hmm. And uh, you are one of those children of Baal, and Gorion was the lover of your mother the mortal woman with whom uh, Bale spawned you, and Gorion basically adopted you. Yep, because she died. Because she, yeah, sure. But yeah, that's and it. That is, that is, so that is the big reveal. You're the son of a god. 
And that's how you you get that information. There is there is no, you know, there's no confrontation with Saravok or another representative of of Bale somehow, or like the the Iron Throne doesn't like spring this on you right before combat. You get it from a note. Yeah, yeah. I really want to be able to ask somebody some questions about that. Mm-hmm. We're working on it. I'm trying very hard. Mm-hmm. But okay, so you did that. So you got this yeah. note. I got the note, and I start heading back down, and Saravok, um, I trigger Saravok, and he starts walking towards me, but before Saravok can get to me, a guard gets to me and says, hey, we're accusing you of killing all of the upper management of the Iron Throne. And so I have to say, well, who are you talking about? Are you talking about the guys <laughs> I killed in Baldur's Gate, or are you talking about the guys I killed here? Because... The answer is yes. Yes, I killed literally all of those people. They were bad guys. They were, like, up to no good. Mm-hmm. And he said, and he's like, um, well, thanks for your honesty. Uh, yeah, you're definitely under arrest then for doing those things. And you are real. You can't fight him. Like, I tried to say, don't you fucking lay a hand on me. <laughs> and then he just says, look, you don't want to do that. And then your only dialogue option is, oh, you're right. So you get real docile, which is very uncharacteristic of Balthazar, and I got fucking arrested and thrown into a little prison that you were able to see in the first few minutes of the game if you went to the Flaming Fist barracks. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I thought this was a whole new spot. Yeah, I didn't do any of that. Like, I... So when I got to Candlekeep, Mm -hmm. friendly with everybody, I meet Coveris. He tries to give me a ring. I don't want a free ring. I've seen enough cursed items in this game to last me a lifetime. Sure. I'm done with that. So I say, I don't want a ring. Uh, and he knows how Garion died. And I'm like, there were only six people there that night when Garion died. And uh, I'm one of them. And most of them are dead. So what's up, bro? And he just kind of wandered off. Didn't he say something about being in the Harpers? Uh, he says that Garion has Harper friends. He's like trying to to diffuse responsibility here. Uh, well, yeah, I don't know. I, I I don't I don't know if he is directly saying that he's a harper, but he's like trying to signal that. Yeah, like yeah, I'm in the know, bro. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. like I'm your buddy, bro. Because the harpers are basically like the good Illuminati. Yeah, mm, yeah. I think good Illuminati is uh, the, the only way to put it, and they mm-hmm. like mess up all the time. Oh sure, they're they're like a well intentioned CIA. Yeah. <laughs> Dang, scathing indictments here <laughs> on mages and murder dads. Um, but uh, so I do that, and uh, I think on the same floor, right up above that, Rielatar and all his buddies are there. I go into the room, and they're like, "We're having a conference here." And I said, "Okay, I'll talk to you later." And I wandered away. <laughs> Your playthrough is so is so very different than mine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I wandered off, and I find the 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 giant twist scroll. And mm-hmm. I keep going up, and I get accused of the murder. And then, lo and behold, I find out the person who accuses me of the murder is Covaris. Damn. And then I say... And you're like, you you know you haven't murdered anybody. It's yeah. been weeks since you've murdered anybody. You've been running away from fights left and right. Yeah, here. it's it's that's actually true. Um, <laughs> and so I, I talk to um, whoever at Tinthril, who's like your, your buddy still. He's like an old uh, scribe. He's your bud. He gives you some information. He comes to talk to you in the jail cell. 
Mm-hmm. And he says, I said, well, who the hell is this Colveris guy, and why does everybody believe him? And he says, well, you know Colveris is Saravox spelled backwards, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, of course. And so he teleported me into like a catacomb beneath Candlekeep mm-hmm. so that I could escape. Which is arguably one of the most dangerous places in the Sword Coast, I, if not Faerun. <laughs> a catacomb? No, this this like cave you're in. So the catacomb was fine. It was just full of, of doppelgangers. Sure, sure, sure. That was all right. But then there was a cave. That's right. So the catacomb is interesting because you see all of these figures from your youth. Yeah. It's like all in these Baldur's characters Gate? you talk to at the in the first ten minutes of the game, basically, including Elven Arse Man, uh huh, Winthrop, who says Elven Arse says his last words. Like, yeah, it's true. <laughs> um, you're also confronted by uh, Elminster, Gorion, and some other person. Mm-hmm. I think it was Tenthril, the guy who Tenth- just let you out. Yeah, and Elminster's like, listen to me. I I am good, and you are bad. You're imagining all of this. Mm. And I mm-hmm. just killed him because mm-hmm. I knew that was wrong. Yeah, they were they were all. Uh, I mean, one way or the other, you just end up killing those people. Mm-hmm. Like they're no all doppelgangers. What, yeah, they're all doppelgangers. Um, it's funny because some of the dialogue choices are like, um, "Elminster, I'm real confused because my dad's stepdad's next to you, and it's kind of it's freaking me out." And he's like, "Pay no attention to your dead father." Yeah, yeah, he, I don't. It's the doppelgangers, not clever. No. They're like not a clever humanoid. It's really fortunate that they can perfectly assume the visage of a person because otherwise they would have no luck at infiltrating anything. No, they're, I mean, they kind of don't anyway. There was (laughs) like every location I went where there were doppelgangers, someone was like, I think there's doppelgangers here. (laughs) Because that's how you find out that in Candlekeep, someone was like, hey, I've been talking to to Jerry up there and he's (laughs) like... He doesn't even know who I am anymore. I live in the same room as Jerry. I mean, I think he's probably a doppelganger. And if they haven't, like, spoiled it by ignorance, then they'll spoil it by you just walking into, like, a dungeon. Mm-hmm. Just one one door off of the main hall. And there being an un, an unstealth doppelganger just chilling out. I mean, you want it. You got to air that, that skin out every now mm-hmm. and again. Mm-hmm. What's weird about doppelgangers to me, uh, and I'll get into this in our other podcast, Doppelganger Hour... Yeah. But uh, what's really weird uh, to me about them is that they uh, can they can get clothing. Like, their skin can turn into clothing. Yeah, yeah. So, like, Elminster's hat was made by that doppelganger's body. Yeah, it's some straight-up predator stuff. Instead of making it translucent, it makes it uh, opaque. It makes it Elminster. It makes it Elminster. So, we go to this cave. Yeah, the cave under the catacombs. This this cave is maybe the most frustrating experience so far in this game. Okay, so where what what is this cave from one to ten? Ten being the most frustrating, one being I don't know, like the first few fights in Baldur's Gate. Where is that versus the Cloakwood? Hmm. Versus the sewer you didn't even bother doing. The, the spiders of the Cloakwood is what you're saying. Sure. I think it is, well, let's put it into to not game language. Let's put it into real life. Mm-hmm. One being a leisurely walk through a field. 
Okay. And two, being a protagonist in a Saw film. Or like a... Or ten, um, not two. Or like a British soldier. Or no, not even a British soldier. So like a colonial force soldier. Like maybe someone from Nepal, like a Gurkha from Nepal in World War One in the trenches. That would be like a ten. That's a ten. Mm-hmm. Ten. I think it's a ten. <laughs> I think it's just as hard as as being a uh, uh, like a conscripted soldier in World War One. Yeah, I think it's just as frustrating. Mm-hmm. I well, hold on. Let me. Yeah, yeah, it's a ten. <laughs> there you go. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, so this is this is not a pleasant experience. No, it was just very frustrating. So it begins with a fight with like some of Saravok's bros. They've like come to support him in case he needs to get out. And they're, like, yeah. collecting information about you to, like, make sure that the protagonist is killed in Candlekeep. Mm-hmm. Because Tentherill told me that I was being sent to Baldur's Gate with the death penalty. Yeah. Like, straight up, he's like, look, you got kangaroo courted, bro, by an extra... <laughs> judi- like, Candlekeep is Guantanamo Bay. You send <laughs> someone there with no charges, and they come out with charges. Yeah. And it's unclear about what happens. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty messed up. You were sentenced to death by just some dude while you were in a cage just with no guy. one else around. It's it literally is awful. Yeah. He was just like, Hey, I think I think that guy murdered somebody. Mm-hmm. I think I don't I don't wanna I don't wanna overstep my bounds here, but I think that guy murdered somebody. Yeah. And these people who have dedicated their lives to knowledge and like wisdom and knowing things and thinking about the world, we're like, yeah, we trust that guy. Yeah, well, because they have no real life experience, right? <laughs> That's what we were talking about at the beginning of the game. They've never stepped outside their little ivory tower. So all the books they read said that we should die. So bam. Scathing indictments all day long here. Yeah. Uh, like strong uh, <laughs> geopolitical commentary coming out of Mages and Murder Dads, strong critique of the Ivory Tower, <laughs> of political science it seems like. If I keep going, we might not have a viewer base. Dang. <laughs> we can... We've we've already offended the French one time before. That's true. In an unrelated show. And an unre- please don't watch it. Pittsburgh fans <laughs> don't like us. Dang. It's not so bad. like it, they they dislike me, not you, Councilman. Mm-hmm. Okay. But, uh, but yeah, yeah, so they're, like, waiting there, and it's a pretty hard fight. I don't know if it was hard for you, but it's, like, two mages, a archer, and then, like, a little fighter, I think. So the first person that you talk to, you can fight him alone. Really? Yeah, if you do not move, and it might have been that I just got lucky, like, the first time he initiated dialogue, I just did not move, and he walked over to me uh, after casting a few spells. Because they were all within, um... They were in that central little cave, and he was looking out of one of the hallways. Mm-hmm. But they so were in, have... like, the fog of war. Yeah, exactly. So it was, like, me um, pulling those ogres mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. one of the early episodes. Okay, well, I didn't do that. What I ended up doing was actually going in and then baiting them out and going back to the catacomb and then just summoning a bunch of skeletons. Because Bran... The animate dead yeah, from uh, Viconia can... and Branwen. Mm-hmm. Uh, Viconia can't do it yet, but Branwen can. Uh-huh. And so Branwen just summoning two skeletons per fight. And let me tell you, from here on out, summoning skeletons, it, it's a big deal. That's a game changer. No, any monster summoning period is important. But skeletons are nice just because of that damage resistance against uh, slashing. Damage resistance and magic resistance. 
Mm-hmm. You can be, like wizards can't do shit against an animated skeleton. Mm-hmm. It's like a real problem in wizardry. <laughs> like there, there, there's uh, think tanks trying to overcome this problem mm-hmm. actively right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, yeah. the Anti-Skeleton Institute, yeah. funded by the Gates Foundation, <laughs> just trying to figure that out. The Baldur's Gates Foundation. Oh. oh. Dang. How did we not name this podcast the Baldur's Gates Foundation? <laughs> Damn, two or eight episodes in. Ah, is that too late for We've a We've already commissioned the art. Dang, that's true. All right. Well, so there's that. Did that fight. Yeah. The rest of this cave... Full of phase spiders. Phase spiders? Mm-hmm. I've killed... I, 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 Because of trying to rest for the next thing, I probably killed 25 phase spiders while I was here. Because you cannot rest without being interrupted by a spider. Yeah, phase spiders... Yeah, I think I recall in this... I had to, like, go up to the catacombs to rest. Because mm-hmm. your chances of being able to rest are way, are way better there. Um, the phase spiders aren't what bother me. I don't think... Was there any blade spiders... In, in this section? I didn't see any, but that I only went to the right. I did not go to the left, so yeah. I don't know. Phase spiders, they're not that bad. Mm-hmm. Like, in the... They're annoying, but they're not they're not terrible. They're not like the last room you gotta go through here. What's in the last room, Danny? Two greater basilisks. Where are they up to? So, basilisks are big old lizards... Mm-hmm. that petrify you by looking at you. And I have killed a greater basilisk before. In real life? I, in in this game. I've killed one at the docks. There's, um, in Baldur's Gate, if you go to the docks, one of the docks, if you go into the, uh, the uh, warehouse, this warehouse on the eastern side of the, the dock zone, mm-hmm. there'll be a guy yelling, he's like, oh my god, a basilisk just got outside of the crate. <laughs> Okay. Um, and so I quick saved and then I charge this basilisk at the under in, other end of the warehouse and I immediately get petrified. And when you're petrified in this game, it's just over. Like it's an immediate, well, if your protagonist is petrified, game yes. over. And that's 100% of my characters is the protagonist. Mm-hmm. So like there's no, there's, there's no like sending in Khalid to, uh, to distract the basilisk. Well, let me tell you that cowardly dude he would never <laughs> like he would never be sent in a yeah. like garbage character yeah um so yeah uh so what i ended up doing at the warehouse is i loaded did my um rage quick saved and then i think it took like three or four loads until i could get there and kill it mm-hmm. i had a potion in my inventory that could help but i was like look there's no reason for me to even do this I'm just doing it for the hell of it. I'm not going to use a potion. And that potion is the potion of mirrored eyes. And it grants you immunity to uh, petrification for 10 turns. Okay. So I just ended up, the way I solved this, at this point I knew I'm at max experience. I just drank it and then ran past the two. Had to, like, bait them up a little bit because they were blocking the exit. Mm-hmm. But, uh... And the, the room's, like, really cool. It's got a bunch of frozen in-stone adventurer people. Yeah, trying to flee Candlekeep. Trying to get out of Guantanamo Bay. Yeah. And that's, like, what the scholars have, like, put as their final defense to escape. It's messed up. No, Candlekeep, the more I think about it, and the more I, I like, 
not look at that dungeon as just a dungeon the game is, but as an actual physical space that is not, it's not a coincidence that it's under Candlekeep. Candlekeep is an evil institution. Yeah, There's it's no bad. way around it. Yeah. They unilaterally make decisions. They they are not beholden to any kind of like judicial or legislative branch. It's all executive actions all day long. Mm-hmm. It's messed up. Yeah, by some nerd. Just a bunch of nerds. <laughs> um, actually, I think that's like, isn't that the power fantasy of every like old school D and D player? Though it's like, oh, I want to, I want to be a scholar at Candlekeep. No, I'll be able, I'll be able to sentence all the jocks to death, and they, they can't do anything about <laughs> to, to it. The basil- and if they get out, basilisks. <laughs> yeah. Nah. So, so that was just a bunch of like jock statues at the bottom of this cave. <laughs> Uh yeah. So well, how'd you how'd you get past the basilisk? It took a long time of like mm-hmm. trial and error. I eventually found out that Dinah here had protection from uh, petrification. Yeah, in her spell thing. So I just uh, forgot all my spells and then made six of those or five of those and then just cast them on everybody and then killed the basilisks. But, everybody but one. Well, <laughs> I just that I, person I, was just was around by, the corner. It was Dinah here, and I had her sit back. Yeah, and wait that out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a uh, lot of trial and error before I figured that out. Let me tell you, probably but like you got a good bit of minutes. experience though. I killed so many face spiders, uh, mm-hmm. you don't even know. So things I learned right here is that if Viconia dies and Kivan is in your party, he says, "May Viconia's soul rot in hell." No shit, he does. Rod in hell. And the first time I saw it or heard it, I was like, oh my god, that's awful. And then I heard it like 50 more times because I repeatedly died. Whoa. So uh, as you're leaving, there's a little guy. And he's like, mm-hmm. he thinks you can pretend to be the guy that uh, you just killed with his old party. Is that what you did? What would you do? No, I never lie. I say, yeah, I'm, I'm Balthazar. I'm just, everyone behind me is dead. Except for two basilisks. And he just runs away, right? Yeah. (laughs) So I saw that he would run away the first couple times. Like, no matter what you do, he always runs away. And he kind of figures out who you were. So I, like, kind of pulled him up into the basilisk chamber and then focus fired him. Did you kill him? I did kill him. Oh, wow. So I wonder if that's going to have any effect on anything. I, I think so. Like I, I hope it does. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll find out, but I don't. I don't want anyone to know because, like, the whole point the the game is repeatedly telling you the reason that one guy is there and the reason the second guy is here is to report back to Saravak what happens to you. So if mm-hmm. you kill both of those people, then Saravak doesn't know. Or when they don't check in with him at the pre-designated time and hour, you know, oh, yeah, he assumes true. that you killed them. <laughs> And I didn't think about that until right now. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll find out. Mm-hmm. So we, we've we taken a bit of a, a detour right yeah. now, right now in the game. We, we, had a, we had a conversation at the end of last episode. We were kind of like figuring out how much of the game is left. And there's honestly not that much. We're in the final chapter of the game, I believe. I think that when you get out of Candlekeep and you go back to Baldur's Gate, chapter seven begins. Okay. So... We had a discussion, and the content that is added in the expansion pack Tales of the Sword Coast 
very easy to miss if you just follow the play, the main plot because it's a whole other city basically yeah. it's this little place called Ogroth's beard and there's like a like a murder dungeon escape from under mountain kind of thing uh called Durlag's tower there and there's some like mm-hmm. other quests one has to assume so we're going to take a little little pause from the main plot here after the the giant denouement of you're the child of a god mm-hmm. in order to go do that content yeah so I went to Ulgroth's Beard. You went to Ulgroth's Beard. I went there right from Candlekeep. Mm-hmm. What'd you see there? Well, uh, before we continue, are we going to have a special minute? Oh, my God. This episode? Oh, I almost forgot. Do you know what time it is? Well, hold on. I think I do. Oh, what time is it? Is it Elminster? It's time, time for the Elminster Minute. Oh boy, you love it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, since we recorded just a couple of days ago, I haven't had time to read the Elminster book, but I've read a little bit of the Elminster book. And let me tell you, um, someone in the comments from a couple episodes ago said that there was like gender flipping that happens in the Elminster book because mm-hmm. apparently in Siege of Dragonspear, there's some like argument some nerd argument about a character that changes genders. Mm-hmm. And, and if that is like, okay, within the, uh, within the forgotten realms, like if, is, and is there when a you precedent? say, okay, are you talking about like appropriate? Like mm-hmm. it fits the Does theme? It fit? Uh huh. And so in the chapter of Elminster making of a mage, that I'm reading right now, Elminster has been turned into a woman by the God of magic. That's Ooh, it for the Elminster Minute. We're done. <laughs> is that true? Yeah, it's true. It happened. Okay, so everything in the Elminster Minute is true. Yeah, yeah. I'm not making stuff up about it. There's, there's enough about Elminster that I don't need to make anything up about El- okay, Elminster. Okay, because I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be honest here. I just want to make sure that the Elminster Minute is not like, um, is not like the, the question at the top where it may or may not be true. What is said? No, no. It's Elminster Minute is a hundred percent factual Elminster facts. Okay. Because look, we we have a an obligation to truth about Elminster. Okay. Because that Elminster fiery wine may or may not exist. It does, and so does sewer drink. <laughs> there you go. So we go to Old Groth's Beard. Yeah, it's a little it's a little hovel, really. It's a dirt village, a little dirt town. Mm-hmm. Uh, dirt farmers live there and, and ply their trade. Yeah, and just and aspire to be world-shattering wizards one day mm-hmm. if they can multi-class into thief soon enough. Dang. Uh, so who did you see there? Well, I saw a person at the entrance, and the person at the entrance said, don't bother me, I'm meditating. Yeah, I, I saw okay. that too. Well, I guess maybe one day I'll trigger you and you <laughs> can you can, uh, you can can talk to me. So let's let's hope. Um, and I meet uh, Chandelar. Mm-hmm. And if people uh, remember from earlier, because it's really funny. Did you go through the dialogue options about remembering who Chandelar is? Um, no, he said, he said, hey, I know you. Mm-hmm. You killed my daughters. Oh, and, okay. And I, and my answer was, um, 
Yeah, you're probably right. I think they I was doing a job and they uh they attacked me, so I killed them. What a, what a Balthazar the reactionary. <laughs> I don't do nothing except respond to the world. <laughs> yeah. Um so he says you you have to know who I am. And I say uh I I don't think I do. Do you think you can you think you can remind me and he says Oh, you 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 know what you have done to me. And I said, I I really don't think I do. And he says, You know. And I go, Oh, wait, uh, Chandelar, that's the guy who figured out about the Halruin skyships, and then oh. And like that's the dialogue option. It's like, <laughs> oh. Um, and so that dude so so yeah, earlier when we did that Thieves Guild quest, we both did that quest and we uh killed his three daughters. Can't really get out of it unless there is like a stealthy way to do it, mm-hmm. which, given that it's a Thieves Guild quest, probably. But and uh, it's really funny. Uh, I just threw it back on him, and I was like, "Well, you know what? You gave them those magical items, so who really put your daughters oh, in danger?" Yeah. Speaking of speaking of taking no blame and being totally <laughs> reactionary. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's a different different way of going about it. Yeah. And uh, he was like, "All right, look. There's one thing I'm going to do to you." I'm going to I'm going to send you somewhere to get a cloak, my cloak. It's been stolen and maybe then I'll think about forgiving you. And then he teleported me to like an icy Bermuda Triangle. Yeah, like if the Bermuda Triangle was somewhere north of Iceland. Yep. Mm-hmm. And there's a solitary polar bear chilling out mm-hmm. on this island and a cave entrance and there's nothing else to do other than go in that cave entrance. I go in the cave entrance. There's a wizard there. And the wizard explains the whole thing to me. Mm-hmm. He's like, I think this is a this is like some kind of magical trap. It pulls wizards from the aether, and uh, you know, I'm gonna kill you now and take all of your <laughs> magical items so I can like try to get the hell out of here. Yeah, it's very it's a this is a Lord of the Flies wizard island. Yeah, basically, it's like so I. I imagine like wizards are teleporting around, like using any kind of interplanal planar teleportation. And it's like, once you get there, it's like the hotel California of wizards, right? You can get, get in really easily, but it's very difficult to get out. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and yeah, so it's just like, there's a bunch of wizards here. And I think most of them have gone certifiable, mm-hmm. um, because they've been trapped here for like an indeterminate period of time. And they just attack you, and it's a wizard labyrinth. What's where we've been sent? What's really weird about this to me is that that first wizard you talked to says that he thinks you might be in the South Pole. Hmm. But you can look in your map, and you know you're not. The map has oh. you like kind of like up near Icewind Dale, like way oh, out. Oh, I didn't the look at though. the map. I did. I I immediately looked at the map. Mm-hmm. First thing I did. But yeah, it kind of has you like up, and that could just be like a weird like, way of representing where this zone is. But, yeah, that first guy is like, I think we're below, like, the South America. What, mm. like, Mazteca? No, that's, that's like, Mexico. Of, uh, I don't know. Of the Forgotten Realms. I think, is, I think is it's, like, a Mayan. Is that where we sent in the second one? No, I don't know. I, you keep you saying this. You remember the Yonti Temple? Yeah, but that's, like, in the, in the ground. That's, like, in the Underdark. No, dude, in the Dragon. Okay, we'll get there we'll when figure we get it out. there. We'll get there. We're going to link to that episode right now. We, yeah. Okay, you better remember that and where this is. You better write a note down. 
Okay. Anyway, so we yeah. go through this place, and it's pretty easy. There's, like, some frost wolves. There's a bunch of wizards. You gotta fight those wizards. Um, and I got to the very end, and there was, like, a, a really cool wizard there. His name was Deskiel. And he told me this, like, beautiful poetic explanation of what was happening to me. He's like... Mm-hmm. He's like, this place draws magical power to it, and I'm going to stand in the middle here, in the center of the magical power spot, and it's going to give me all the magical powers. And he just gave me this like beautiful spiel about what had happened to him, and then he tried to kill me. Mm-hmm. And then I murdered him right back by leaving his line of sight, summoning the undead, and then just sending them to kill him. It, you didn't even kill him? It was just your skeletons? It was just my skeletons. He's just helpless. Look... Look, you, you, that's the, if the one thing that, like, really messes up wizards is just a skeleton, that's not my fault. No, it isn't. Like, like, I can't, you know, they've made a choice. They could dual class in the cleric. So, I think that this is a, as decent a time as any, um, at the very beginning of this podcast, like in episode one during character creation, we talked about what the best character the easiest character to solo the game mm-hmm. would be. Mm-hmm. Um, and given Slayer. that I'm basically already there, we initially said Wizard Slayer. I think we're the exact opposite. I think we're we're very wrong. Um, I think Barbarian is. I think Barbarian is the easiest character to do this with. Did you just like uh, slice and dice your way all the way through there? I've just sliced and diced. Yeah, I, I, I murdered all of these wizards. The Berserk, the Spider's Bane... It mm-hmm. just all comes together. And the thing about being a Wizard Slayer, I wouldn't be able to use Spider's Bane. It's true. Wizard Slayer, to... as a note, I was corrected. Mm-hmm. One might say aggressively corrected. Mm-hmm. W- w- by whom? Where? Unimportant. Okay. But Wizard Slayer is objectively one of the worst classes in the game. Yeah. No one well, plays as Wizard Slayer. Yeah, I think the issue is you can't use any of these magical resources that are so important. It's true. But anyway, so yeah, I think Barbarian probably just wrecks everyone's face all Mm -hmm. the time. I I will also say that this was much easier than than any other, like, wizardry I've ever done. I I think we're actually a little bit over-leveled, and my party is at fifth level. We talked about that last episode. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, we are at fifth level, but I um, I think this is, like, for fourth, third and fourth level content, I believe. Yeah. So it was much easier for me too, but I'm glad that you were able to uh, slice and dice your way all the way through there. Mm hmm. Because it's not like you've got a. <laughs> you don't exactly have a. Uh, I think they have to make this relatively easy, right? Because otherwise you're just in a. You're trapped. Mm-hmm. You've got to be able to kill all the things in this little wizard labyrinth. Mm hmm. So mm-hmm. you have not gone and gotten a buddy yet. I will. Uh, so, yeah, we had that poll last time, right? Mm-hmm. But the poll doesn't exist yet because that episode hasn't gone up yet. Well, I know, but that episode will go up before this one. It's true. But we also flagged that. We did. That episode, so it's okay. So do you want me to say whether or not I got a buddy? Did you get a buddy? Yes. D- do you still have that buddy? No. Let's, I became, let's save it. Nope, I... nope, nope, nope. Let's save okay. that for next episode. <laughs> okay. Okay. Not to wow. interrupt you, but no, I think that's, this, fine. that's not that's not prime quality content for the end of an episode. Mm-hmm. That's prime quality content to begin an episode. Okay. Well, I mean, we we 
we did some work this episode. Oh my god, we did so much work. Mm-hmm. So next episode, I guess we're gonna continue through Ulgroth's beard. Like we're gonna do the rest of the quests here, and you are going to attempt uh, Durlag's Tower. I'm going to attempt a solo run of Durlag's Tower. I'm not going to. Like that's you the, are not it's going just the to. kind of like aggressively grindy kind of thing that I have zero interest in, but I want to know about it. I want you to do it. So that's going to be next episode. Yeah. Ogroth's beard, little Durlag's tower, and then maybe maybe one or two other side quests, and then the episode after that, presumably, is the last Baldur's Gate episode. Whoa. We've done it in like 10 episodes. That's a nice little even number, isn't it? It you know what? It is definitely an even number. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's far fewer than I would have imagined. Because like I, I don't know, this episode took a it, it it you know listener knows it took about an hour to listen to. But how many hours of content was it? Mm, of, of me playing? Yeah. Uh, three. I want to three. Say, three. So you gotta hours. if you extrapolate that out, we're like thirty hours in the game or something. Yeah, I think I'm. I according to Steam, I'm like. 22 hours in, 23 yeah, hours that's in. pretty, segment. makes sense. There were probably some episodes in the early bit that mm-hmm. wasn't that much. But mm-hmm. yeah, no, it totally makes sense. So I think we're at the end of the episode. Uh, just other stuff. If you like this episode, please hit the like button. If you like listening to these and you haven't done it already, please hit the subscribe button. If you could share this with any of your friends or family or people you kind of know or people at your workplace who you really want to like you and you want them to think that you listen to really cool stuff... This is a really easy way to prove that, honestly. This is like a way to, to get yourself into a friend group with very little effort, right? It's it's like watching Mad Men used to be. The, exactly. The I want dads. you, listener, to not look at this. Look at this, sure, as enjoyment for you, but also feel free to use this podcast as a social tool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We There is nothing we like more than uh, being used as like a, a gross bargaining chip in a strange utilitarian relationship between you and the people around you. Mm-hmm. Like a pure Aristotelian <laughs> friendship. That's what Good. we like. Good. It's great. So all of those things, and follow on Twitter. We really love the comments. We still respond to the comments, still having a good time. Over there in comment land, feel free to talk about anything in the episode. We got some really great stuff for... The final, like, season-ending episode, I, I kind of asked on Twitter about what would be some good questions. Got some good stuff on there, so if you want to tweet at me about that or just leave them in the comments here, we're going to accrue a list of questions, and then we'll just kind of have a little chat, maybe a little 30-minute chat at the very end of the episodes. Yeah. About some kind of global stuff. And then we're going to go, it seems like, right into Siege of Dragonspear, based on the Twitter poll. So the the Twitter poll is basically kind of telling us, hey, we need to do it in narrative order and not necessarily the order in which it was released. Mm -hmm. That's why I asked, you know, release order or narrative order. And I haven't looked at it today, but as of yesterday, it was uh, pretty heavily favored in the uh, narrative order. I think that makes sense. I think we're going to have a fun time just following the arc of this really weird story that's being told and i've been really enjoying it so Mm -hmm. i'm looking forward to it it's gonna be good also uh we had a a question a couple weeks back or maybe a month ago about if we were doing the new dlc for this which is the black pits yes we will be doing the black pits as far as i know cool 
Mm-hmm. It, like at the beginning of the game when you have to select like Baldur's Gate or the Black Pits or Tutorial or whatever. Yeah. I, I, that's like its own little separate Enhanced Edition DLC. Okay. So we're going to do that too. Fun. All right. So uh, thanks to everyone for listening. I am Cameron. And I'm Danny. And this was Mages and Murder Dads. So saith the wise Alondo. <laughs> Do. Do.